Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, the place to be to live authentically and simply embracing your life with your host, Kayla LQ. On today's show, I had the privilege to talk with someone that's truly inspiring. Her life mission is to help others to live life on purpose and to be the best version of themselves. She's a life coach, the author of the book, One Marriage Testimony, and she's currently obtaining a bachelor's degree. Overall, she's committed to staying aligned with her best self and enjoying each moment with her loving husband and children's. Help me welcome our special guest, Daniel Jones. Welcome, Jan- Daniel. Hi, thank you for having me, and I appreciate the introduction. As Kayla mentioned several things, um, I'm very passionate about life coaching. I've been given the gift to work with a lot of different people on improving their relationships and helping them overcome obstacles in their life. Um, my family is most certainly my priority in life. I just love and cherish them, and they just make my life so much better. Um, you'll have to forgive me for my voice. Like I just mentioned to Kayla before, I am... Um, I'm getting better from a weekend that was quite slow due to being under the weather. (laughs) No problem at all. We're so happy to have you here. So Daniel, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? What do you do exactly more in details? Typically, I work one-on-one with adults. I have worked with uh, children and adolescents um, along the lines of helping them improve relationships, whether it's a parent-child relationship or marriage or really anything along those lines. Also, myself, I had experienced a few um, seasons where I experienced depression myself. And growing up throughout my whole entire childhood, I was very, very anxious. And I wasn't even aware of really what anxiety was until I was much older. So I really didn't have a grasp on it at all. I didn't even know that there was a way to handle it or that there was any other way of being. So it inspired me to help people very specifically in those areas. And it's kind of what I've just naturally attracted to me. And I think that's because that's who I was in the past. And so I just think that is just naturally who I draw to me. Hmm. Yeah. You said you had like challenges in the past, uh, like you said, dealing with depression and anxiety and now realizing that those are basically kind of a a vessel or tool to help you now helping others. How did you come to that conclusion and what really helped you through the transition of becoming a life coach and helping others with that? I would definitely say um, the first milestone was the experience that my book is based on, Surrender One Marriage Testimony. That is kind of when like the domino effect happened. That's where it started. Um, I kind of had to face a lot of my... Um, I had to reflect on what was going on inside of me because I had no control over what was going on outside of me. And doing that inner reflecting um, caused me to also do some research online um, and get some relatable information and experiences. I read lots of self-help books and things like that. One of the um, key books I remember reading was Love and Respect. I think that was by uh, 
I can't remember his verse, or Agarich, I believe is his last name. Um, but that was a beautiful book that was based on healthy communication and really taking responsibility for what you say and for your own emotions. And that was a huge game changer for me because that wasn't something I was even able to conceptualize in my mind before. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. So as you mentioned, uh, there's a lot of moving pieces in your life at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I want to bring it back to kind of bachelor's degree. So what exactly are you studying and what are you planning to do with that? Um, I'm studying towards education. I kind of want to link my life coaching with working with children, um, you know, potentially being a counselor in the areas of education. Um, I've really felt a close connection to kids my entire life. I always feel like I've been a kid at heart um, and that a piece of that has never really left me in areas where I see how it has changed in a lot of other adults. So being able to use my life coaching experience and kind of gear it directly towards them. Um, when you have an education degree, um, at least with working with kids, a lot of people don't really question you. They automatically know that you've been through the ringer, you know what to do with kids, how to work with them. And so that's what made me pursue that degree. And I love the courses that they incorporate with psychology and they go really in depth with communication and how to be able to relate. And I've really enjoyed that through my experience so far through obtaining my degree. It's really awesome. And as you said, I totally feel you. I'm a I'm a big child at heart too. I grew up physically, but in my heart I'm still young. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can totally relate and connect with, like you said, children and helping them actually to transition to become, <laughs> I guess, a, an adult is the way to put it, right? Definitely. I know that you have children, if you don't mind me asking, what is it like to be working uh, as a life coach, going back to school and having children at home as well? Um, it definitely has some, it's taken some time management, like very strict time management, because I only like to allot my schedule for being so full. I like to have as much open time as possible for us to just enjoy each other. We love the great outdoors. So that's something I like to leave a lot of time for just experiencing that with my family because it's important when it comes to balance. Um, but I wake up at 5 a.m. almost every morning and I get my coursework done in about four to five hours in the morning. So by the time that they're ready and have their breakfast and things like that, we, we do their homeschooling, which only takes about two to three hours on any given day. And then after that, we take care of whatever other to-dos. Like, for example, we're working on a project together as a family, um, getting my mother-in-law a house, and we're going to be renovating that. So we're clearing the area on our property right now for that. So there's always something on the list that we have time for. And then the remainder is left over for fun. <laughs> mm, absolutely. I love that. Those are beautiful projects to have. Yes. Beautiful. And I love doing it with them. It's a good learning experience. Mm, absolutely. You said homeschooling. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and what it looks like on a regular day? Yeah, I've been homeschooling for pretty much a decade. I started really early on with my oldest. Um, 
because they're at three different ages and three different levels of learning, I do utilize um, an online curriculum that kind of gives them the basis of what they're working on. I use Easy Peasy. It's like uh, allinonehomeschool.com is what it's on. And they basically have a basis for each of the important subjects and um, they take care of that. But I'm the one guiding them through it. For example, like the teacher works as the facilitator a lot of times because many teachers are working with computers nowadays. Um, it's just mm-hmm. what is essential for today's world. Um, and I kind of guide them along that. That's very interesting. And it's something that you started prior to having this situation that we're living in right now. So this is really, really interesting. I'm very always curious about that and admire you for doing that, actually. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, Daniel, I know you mentioned your book. Can we go a little bit more in depth about what inspired you to write the book in the first place, which I've started to read, by the way. Uh, I can't, like, let it go because I'm all, like, curious. And there's a lot of things that I can relate to and connect to your story. Uh, Highly recommend everybody reading your story. So can you tell us a bit more about what's the book and how did you come to, yeah, what was the message or the intention behind your book? Well, the basis of the book is just about a marriage, which it most definitely does not have to be based on marriage for people to resonate with it. Um, But essentially, it's about overcoming obstacles and really taking the time every day to visualize and focus on the things that you want for your life, taking control over the things that you're meant to control and letting go of what you're not meant to control. And also really making time, whether it's not all day because it's not easy once you're not used to it, but making time to enjoy yourself each day, whether it's five minutes or an hour, um, just starting with something. With me in the book, I mentioned that I just started dancing every day, like whether I had just a few minutes or, you know, more time, I would turn on music and I would just start dancing and I had realized through that process that I had forgotten how to enjoy my life and that impacted me putting out that energy every day for a consistent amount of time for a long period of time. It impacted my life and it manifested different things in my life that I felt like I had no control over. But in hindsight, I really did like I putting out that energy myself. It did result from that. So there's a lot more to it, obviously, but that's the basis of it. And that's the message behind it. It's very interesting and beautiful as a message to share with people because it's your experience. It's your, it's what you've gone to and it's what helped you. So in a nutshell, what would you recommend? You said dancing was one of the tools that helped you to kind of shift that energy for yourself and to put you in a good state of mind. What are other like tips or tools that you could recommend people doing that could help them to shift from that perspective that they don't have control over their life to help them and realize that they do? I would start off first. I like to use this phrase, core questions. And it reminds me to ask myself very simple questions to come up with really important answers that people haven't taken time to consider in everyday life. And if someone literally cannot recall what it is that makes them happy, because honestly, people 
can go through a really long time just running through the motions in life, like where they're just on automate and they don't remember how to truly live. And one of the core questions that I use is, what was the last thing that I did that I just felt inspired and just overjoyed and like on fire for life? And usually I haven't met someone yet that hasn't been able to recall even just the tiniest inkling of a detail that they just remembered, whether it was from their childhood or a few years back, that they haven't been able to come up something to start with. That's a very good question to ask. I like that. I'm going to write that on a post-it <laughs> remind myself. What's the last thing I've done that sparks me joy or helps me like have good energy and good vibes? I love that. If you could look back at your life, uh, knowing all the experience that you've gone through, your marriage, your relationship, you're now going back to school, what's one piece of advice that you could give your younger self? I would say that there is no point in living in regret. Obviously, you can look back on life and remember the enjoyable moments, but it's important to turn the page as quickly as you can and forgive yourself as quickly as you can. Because that's what gets you back on the path that you're meant to be on. And everybody's path looks different. There's no one size fits all path. But that internal acceptance helps people to get on the path that's right for them. Love it. I love that. You're saying how to connect to one's path or connect to oneself. What does that look like for those who are not familiar with those terms? And what would you advise them to do in order to be able to connect to themselves or their path? I would say that a lot of people lose their ability to internally navigate based on their upbringing in our human society. It's very easy to get lost and stay lost. So for people who really don't have any experience with navigating that, I would say to go strictly based on emotion and not in the area where you have to make drastic changes to affect your emotion. The simple changes that really don't affect anybody else. Like, for example, with my dancing, that was something so simple that was so easily applicable and it really didn't have anything to do with anybody else. It didn't rely or depend upon anybody else. When you start that, basically when you cast a stone into the water, that's the ripple effect. And you'll notice when you start paying attention to your emotions, like what you're doing throughout your day, and you're like, wow, this feels better than it did yesterday. Wow, I'm washing the dishes, and this feels better than it did last week. You'll know that you're starting to recorrect where you're supposed to be headed. And obviously, there's a lot of destinations that are going to work for everybody but that is the way to get realigned so could we say that it's essentially being connected to yourself or your path is finding the things that sparks joys inside of you the things that makes you feel alive 100 um i would say which i've talked to you about this in the past Um, a lot of people struggle with this simple information because it's just so not anything that they've paid attention to. Some people are so numb to their emotions that they're like, 
what? Like, how am I supposed to pay attention to that? And for those people, um, one way to easily get more connected with your emotions and to start paying more attention is to implement some form of meditation, which if I'm being really honest, anything can really be a, a meditation. All meditation is, is having one focus. So not breaking your focus with a variety of tasks that everyone is so used to doing now. But one meditation that I started with was just focusing on my breath, really deep breathing. I would count in one, two, three, breathe out one, two, three. And it's not just a calming technique. It helps to focus your mind and you also just become more aware in various areas and it continues to expand time and time again. I love that. It's really about, like you said, not overcomplicating things, but simplifying things, if I hear you correctly. Yes. And sticking to the smallest thing, like we would sometimes think, like you said, we need to do drastic change, which in some cases, this is the key to, you know, having a better life or being on the right path. But as you said, keep it simple. Go to the smallest thing that you can start applying today and you can actually start practicing on yourself or for yourself. Um, in the moment where you're at, wherever you're at in life, right? Because each people has a different path, different experience and different things to overcome for themselves. So I love that. I really love that. <laughs> so uh, Danielle and I connected to a, a coaching program that we both followed uh, or signed up for, for those who are not aware. And yeah, she just kind of posted out, hey, who wants to connect? And we connected. And since then, we kind of just started to talk and exchange um, knowledge. And it was very interesting. And something that always stuck with me from uh, you was the fact that you were always bringing it back to the basic. It was always simple, like, just go back to how you feel. Just bring it back in the moment. Just It's, it's so easy nowadays to, like you said, I guess with the life that we're having, the pace of life, the workflow that we're having, it, it caused us to be out of our, out of alignment with our true self, with our best self. It's causing us to move and shift away from those little things that actually in the beginning, if we were doing on a daily basis, like you said, dancing, or just being in the moment and meditate or doing breath work or whatever it is that makes you align with yourself then yeah, I think we would have much better understanding of ourselves and our truest desire, what really sparks joys and what really aligns with our heart desire. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. So if you could give our audience a piece of wisdom, I know you're full of wisdom, <laughs> a piece of advice or uh, link them with some wisdom to how to live their best life, their most authentic life, what would you tell them? One thing that I've shared in the past um, on different platforms, and I actually didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but it was something that I was doing during the time that I share about in my book, um, is I like to give a scientific study first because a lot of people are quick to buy into science more so than they are to buy into the spiritual side of things. Um, but I like to connect them because they're both important and honestly, they're one in the same. Um, they just use different words. <laughs> so there was this study done 
And I think that you've heard me talk about this before you had mentioned it, that there was a consolidated group that made uh, free throw shots in a gymnasium and the controlled group did that and they evaluated how they did on a piece of paper and they weren't allowed to practice for 30 days. And there was another group that needed to practice. They evaluated in the beginning and then they needed to practice every day for an hour on their free throw shots. And at the end of the 30 days, they evaluated that as well. Then there was a third group that they evaluated in the beginning 30 days they needed to visualize for an hour or as much as they could for imagining them making a free throw shot over and over again in their mind. And at the end of the study, the controlled group that wasn't allowed to practice remained exactly the same. The um, second group that had to practice physically every day for 30 great days increased by 24%. They improved by 24%. The people who visualized it every day for 30 days improved by 23%. It was 1% less than the people who physically practiced it. Now, the reason why this is important is because a lot of people don't have the a physical ability to make changes in their life. There's changes that they want to make, but they have these physical limitations that keep them from doing so. So if that exists for you, if there's an obstacle that's physical that is in your way, you have the ability to improve upon your situation just by taking the time to visualize things that you want for yourself consistently in your life. This is really, really powerful. And this is honestly, I truly believe what healed my marriage because anything else would have resulted in something else. Because if you read my book, you very much know that if you connected the dots, it looked like it was going a much different way. And I just, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I didn't know that there were all these different visualization methods. Um, but that's what I was doing. I was visualizing my husband and I holding hands, walking down the beach and not seeing ourselves, but actually as if I was seeing it behind my own eyes. So that is an important aspect as well. Um, that is a little bit more uh, outside of the simplicity zone, but based on the factors of what I stated before, if you start off with that for a segment of time, and then you're ready to step up to the next level. Visualization is a really powerful thing that has been something that spirituality has emphasized for a very long time. And science is beginning to jump on the bandwagon and see like, wow, this really does work. So it's a powerful thing to implement into your life. And that is something that I strongly suggest to anyone who's willing to do so. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so true. It's, it's like a... The missing piece, I guess, <laughs> to yeah. adding to your life is visualizing. And some people, I, I can share from my experience of visualization, a lot of the times uh, people think that they need to think about the big stuff, like getting rich quick or having the big house and the big boat and stuff. But for my part, visualization was looking at myself and visualizing, for instance, um, a good example of that would be when my dad was sick, he was in the hospital and there was something in my mind telling me, 
to just imagine him healthy. Just visualize him healthy. Don't grasp on the idea that right now, even though I saw him in the hospital, like they're plugged on so many machines, it was horrifying to see, traumatizing actually. Yeah. But to visualize him healthy and walking and and being in shape, I really genuinely think that that would probably, and above many other things, that helped him to overcome uh, what he had to overcome when he was in the hospital. And a couple months later, he did come out. He had to, you know, do some uh, physiotherapy to learn how to walk again and, and just get better. But over time, he did get better. Maybe not 100% the way that we expected him to be and jumping and doing everything, but he's healthier than when he was when he was in the hospital. And I really genuinely think that visualization helped through that process because it's the... I think you said it a bit is if you can imagine it, uh, I think I heard that somewhere. The brain doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is visualized right. or imagined. Definitely. So whatever we keep in our minds as a visualization, the more we grasp the sense that it can be possible and that you can feel the, like you see the colors inside, you can feel the emotion rising up. You can basically program yourself to see that happening in your life. As you said, you are, you were imagining yourself as if you were seeing it from your own eyes and not seeing yourself in the image. Then it's easier for us to experience this in a much more easier way because then you're already expecting it to happen you're already programmed in a way to um allow it to come and flow in your life so those things are not like oh no i don't believe in this or i I can't accept this because i'm not worthy of that is you're programming yourself to believe that you are already worthy and it's coming your way as if like it's when it's christmas you know you're expecting a gift and you know it's coming (laughs) and there's a gift wrap under the Christmas tree and you're like, I know the box is there. I can't open it till the 25th, but it's there and it's mine. It's coming. So yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And I think where some people or a lot of people who aren't really experienced in this area get off track is they are really attached to the outcome and they mm. think that they need the outcome to feel a certain way. It's important. Honestly, nothing came to manifest physically within my marriage. There was a very significant point that I mentioned in my book. Um, It was the moment that I let go of the idea that my marriage was going to heal and that it was going to look a certain way. I was like, you know what? I'm going to love him. I'm going to let him go. It was that moment, like inside of my heart, truly letting go. It wasn't me pretending or saying, you know, I'm letting go, but I truly did in my heart. I was letting go of the outcome. I was like, I can still feel content. I can still feel happy with my life, regardless of what was going on the outside. And it was like just this huge, like a wall came falling down in that moment. And within two weeks of that moment, just things started rapid fire changing in my life. It was incredible. And it just was so validating. And um, that's where, you know, the validation doesn't happen until you don't need the validation. It's kind of an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. 
but it's so true. That authenticity of feeling as if you're already experiencing it and letting that alone be enough is a really important component to that. I love that. Absolutely. You said that very well. It's letting go. It's not, like you said, people are attaching their emotion only when they receive the thing. They only let it be real for them if they have it, but they're grasping on like, it needs to be exactly how I expected it. It needs to be exactly the way I imagine it. And like you said, the letting go is the key to the success. Yes. It's the missing piece that if you're not like, if you're practicing visualization right now and things are not happening and shifting, letting go is the key to your success with that. Um, Because there's billions of possibility of how it can happen. And the how is not up to us right? Like knowing what you want, but the how is going to happen in the way that you can even not even possibly imagine right now. It's beyond your control, like you said earlier. And it's true. Letting go is the key. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that, Daniel. It was very great hearing that from you. And it was really, really great having you on the show today. And if people want to stay connected and learn more and actually get a copy of your book, where can they keep in touch or purchase your book? Um, If you want to reach out to me directly, you can reach out to me at purposepioneers at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I don't know that you'll be able to find me directly. I got hacked recently, so I have a fairly new account that doesn't have much attention. But um, Fast Pencil is my major platform that my book, Surrender, One Marriage Testimony, is on. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble website. Um, That's probably the best way to link up with me right now. And um, I really enjoyed being on here with you today. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. I will make sure to put the link in the description below for anybody who's interested to keep in touch with Daniel and or purchase a copy of her book. It's really, really awesome to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, be safe. Yes, thank you, Kayla. Have a good one. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, embraceyourlifepodcast.com, to learn more about how you can live your most authentic life. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember to embrace your life.